declutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph Maguire, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I'm on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and to let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. This episode is actually inspired by a quiz that I created to find out what type of minimalist you are. It's an online quiz with 10 questions and then it uses a formula to place you in one of four categories that I've outlined. The four categories are the essentialist minimalist, the ethical minimalist, the joy-focused minimalist, and the beginner minimalist. These archetypes that I've laid out are not strict boxes that define you, but if you take the quiz, one of these types will be allocated to you based on your strongest motivation for living more minimally. We all have motivations that fall under the other types, but some are stronger than others. And the reason that you'd want to find out what you are is to use your core motivations to support you and balance out your weaknesses too. I'm using this platform today to go through the extended descriptions of each of these types. You can listen in and see what you resonate with the most. You're probably going to listen and hear the descriptions of all of these types and be able to relate to them, but one of these categories is going to relate to you the most. And of course, you can jump onto my website and take the free quiz and know for sure. Okay, starting with the essentialist minimalist. So if you are an essentialist minimalist, then you are a ruthless color of anything that detracts from the simplicity that you enjoy. What's the point in the excess? You are super intentional with what you allocate space, time, money, and energy to. You find more joy in decluttering sprees than shopping hauls because you know the impact excess stuff has on your vibe. Less is more in your book. You want to focus your time on experiences, not things. You find more sentimentality in the current moment than in a box of old knickknacks. It is important though not to let minimalism become an obsession rather than using it as a tool. Remember that you live this kind of lifestyle to focus less energy on stuff, so don't let too much energy be focused on the pursuit of less stuff. So that was the essentialist. So do you think that you're an essentialist or maybe you are a ethical minimalist? If you are an ethical minimalist, you have a deep awareness of the impact of your consumption on the people and the planet that we live on. You're the kind of person that rebels from the normal way of life by basing your choices on your compassionate values. You know that there's a supply chain that's usually unsustainable to get your stuff to you. You know that your purchases have an impact and you want to make that a positive one. When you're done with items, you want to avoid sending them to landfill. Here's the thing though, in a world that is nowhere near as ethical as you and I would like it to be, it will take collective and systematic change to get it that way. 
As long as you're doing your part, it's also important to enjoy your life too. So practice balancing your care for the world around you with gratitude for what you have without the guilt. You deserve an abundant environment that is not only supportive of your values, but supportive of you. If you related to that 100%, then you are probably an ethical minimalist. The third archetype that I outlined is a joy-focused minimalist. If you're a joy-focused minimalist, when it comes to stuff, you have so much gratitude for what you have. You also know that having stuff that you don't really love detracts from being able to enjoy what you do love, so that's why you practice minimalism. You're not one to set hard rules on how much stuff you should keep. You let the joy factor be your guide when you're deciding what gets to take up your space, time, money, and energy. When you sit back in a comfy part of your home, you look around and see items that light you up. You are the type to keep sentimental items, but not to shove them into graveyards at the back of cupboards, but to celebrate them either in use or on display. Because of your positive relationship with stuff, it can sometimes be difficult to set the right boundaries with what you decide to keep if you let joy be the sole factor in why you keep stuff. So I've just gone through the first three types, which basically have a main motivation to why you practice minimalism. The essentialist's main motivation is simplicity. The ethical minimalist has the main motivation of sustainability. And the joy-focused minimalist has the main motivation of joy. If you couldn't see yourself at If you couldn't see yourself in these three so much, then you might be the newbie minimalist. So as a newbie minimalist, minimalism isn't exactly second nature to you. I might argue that it is first nature to you, but you've grown up in a culture of consumerism and that has overrided our innate behavior. But you're listening to this for a reason, right? Perhaps you don't resonate with the word minimalism, but a simpler life is something you're down for, finding your own version of minimalism. You've had a complicated relationship with stuff in the past and might find it difficult to differentiate between stuff that serves you and clutter. Home can feel a little overwhelming sometimes, but you do love the feeling when everything is tidy. Here's the thing though. Just because you aren't fully intentional with what you currently own doesn't mean you don't have the ability to be moving forward. You can learn philosophies and methods to simplify your environment and life over time. Okay, so after listening to those four extended definitions of the different archetypes that I've created, you probably resonate with one of them. And I'm going to go through now and give you tips for each of these types. The tips from every type will probably help you, but the tips from the type that you are will help you the most. So listen to all of them, but particularly listen in for the tips for the type that you believe that you are. You can find out for sure by taking the quiz on my website. Okay, so tips for the essentialist minimalist. So here's how to make the most of your minimalism journey with an essentialist style. Number one, don't forget the joy factor. I don't need to share the benefits with you about living with less. You're already practicing all that I have to preach. You know that what doesn't serve us is better not owned by us. 
But remember, some items serve us by simply bringing us joy. When you purchase new items, make sure the joy factor of your options is taken into consideration. Wear clothes that make you feel great, have items in your home that light your soul up, and celebrate sentimentality and creative design. Also, think holistically about your belongings. Think beyond you and your home when it comes to stuff. Don't try and live with less stuff by not carrying around a reusable coffee mug if you get coffee a few times a week. That makes us responsible for buying 100 cups of coffee in landfill in a year rather than being responsible for one or two that we own. Extend the intentionality that you have for what you own. Extend the intentionality you have for what you own to being responsible for your whole impact to include aligning your actions with your environmental values too. And the final tip for the essentialist minimalist is to practice awareness to adjust to what doesn't work. As time goes on and seasons of our life change, be aware of what possessions are working for you and what is not serving you. Whether that was items you can let go of or trying new organization methods for what you're keeping or even acquiring new items too. You can adjust spaces and categories as you live your life or take time to do a declutter and organization session occasionally. Only keep items that actually belong and keep them where they belong. Okay, if you are a ethical minimalist, then here's how to make the most of your minimalism journey. Number one, educate yourself to remove the overwhelm. The unsustainable and not so ethical norm that our culture operates from is not how you want to do things. It can be overwhelming that you don't know how to do things better when few people are doing it different. Do a little bit of research on the things that are coming into your house and what happens when stuff leaves your house so that you can feel more empowered when decision making rather than feeling overwhelmed, anxious and like you can never do the right thing. Number two, remember to focus on the joy. Just like how an essentialist can let this slip in their awareness, so can an ethical minimalist. You're doing great at creating momentum in the movement of a more sustainable and ethical future, but don't forget you need to enjoy your environment as well. Stuff isn't bad. Stuff can add so much joy to our lives when it serves us, even if it only serves us by making us happy. Make sure your stuff brightens your mood and make sure everything you own has a home. Thirdly, shine your light to amplify your impact. You take pretty good responsibility for your impact, but there are billions of individuals, each with their own impact on the planet. By sharing your knowledge and ways to improve your impact with others, you create a ripple effect towards a simpler and more sustainable world. So how to make the most of your minimalism journey with a joy-focused style. 1. Continue to ditch what doesn't bring you joy. What doesn't serve you has to go so that you can fully experience all the things, both physical and otherwise, that do bring you joy. Simplifying your environment will win back some of your time too. Take time now to go through different areas of your home to remove the excess and win back time for future you. Think about the sustainability aspect too. Some things totally bring us joy but come with an environmental impact. That could be straight up earth damaging materials or the impact of overconsumption. Try and shop secondhand and buy items that add to your life without taking away from the environment. And when you're done with stuff, try and get it into the hands of someone else who will use it. 
and organize your space to celebrate the joy even more. Every item in your home needs a home. Take one space at a time and organize it not only to be joyful aesthetically, but super functional. Compartmentalizing with boxes helps so much to keep things tidy and you don't have to buy any fancy supplies. Recycled boxes are fine for the time being. Lastly, if you are a newbie minimalist, I've got some tips for you. So tip number one, develop a relationship with your things. Take the next week or so being really aware of how to use your things. Practice gratitude for the things that you love and use. You'll notice things that you don't love and use that are really just clutter. Most people live in their homes with no real intention when it comes to their stuff even owning hundreds of items they forgot they owned. You can start bringing more awareness to what you own and use and how it serves you. Then become conscious of consumerism's grip. Clutter in your house is very likely the result of purchasing items that didn't really serve you, or maybe they did, but you haven't let them go once they stopped serving you. The consumerist culture we live in is set up in a way to have us thinking from a place of scarcity to get us to buy more. That fear-based mentality can also be the culprit of keeping things we don't need or love. Become conscious of the reason why you want to buy things online or in stores and if it is an impulse buy or something that is truly going to serve you. And the last tip, practice the art of letting go. Decluttering is the process of physically removing the clutter from your environment. Start with something easy that you don't hold much sentimental value to, perhaps the bathroom. Don't be scared of how much you're saying goodbye to. Rather than focusing on what you're getting rid of, focus on what you're choosing to intentionally keep. Curating belongings that truly belong and give them a home for them to be kept where they belong. The rest can be given away, sold, or responsibly discarded. Okay, so I have gone through the descriptions of the four different types of minimalist you might be and have given tips for all four different types. If you still aren't completely sure which type you are, go to my website and take those 10 questions on the quiz and it will tell you what type you are and it will send you an email to your inbox with that description for you to read yourself and get to know yourself a little bit better and then have all of those tips there to refer to and put them into practice. Whatever type of minimalist you are, even and especially if you are a newbie minimalist, you will probably find a lot of value in the things that I post on Instagram. I post different tips and content about decluttering, organization, minimalism and sustainable living as well as silly videos on those topics too if you want to follow me just search sort it out sustainably on instagram i post podcasts here every week so you can click the follow button or whatever it is on the different podcast platform you listen to this on and then you can see what i've got each week as well And if you're ready to dive deeper into this journey into minimalism and get really clear and radically shift the way that you live aligning your actions with your values in just a couple of hours, then you could check out my course. It's a mini course that you can literally complete on your spare time on an afternoon or on the weekend. 
It's called the Radical Shift Weekend. That's why I called it that. So thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you go to my website, sortitoutsustainably.com slash quiz and take that quiz. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find my quiz at sortitoutsustainably.com slash quiz. I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode. I'm Steph, and if you subscribe to the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast, then I will chat to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast today. I just wanted to let you know that I've been working on something pretty exciting. It's a minimalism mini course, perfect for anyone wanting to live more simply and sustainably and further align their actions with their values. It helps you get clear on what your personal values actually are, how minimalism can help you align with them better. We get into a bit of decluttering and you'll make a shift in your awareness of the sustainability of everything that comes into your house and leaves your house. It only takes about two hours to go through the program and can be completed in the spare time over a weekend. That's why I called it the Radical Shift Weekend. If you buy access to the mini course, I'll be making a donation to Eden Reforestation Projects to plant 11 trees. The best part of the program is that it only costs $11.11. If you want to get access now, you can head to my website, sortitoutsustainably.com and click mini course from the menu bar. I really appreciate you lending me your ears for the whole podcast episode today. I hope you take everything you believe will serve you from my episodes and use it to make your life simpler, more sustainable and more joyful. 